my name is Scott Challoner and you are listening to the Leaders Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. As regular listeners of our show will know very well, part of our mission here at the Leaders Council is to bring you a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. And to this end, we're joined on today's show by Tracy Clark, a multiplier mindset and leadership coach and advisor, helping empower business owners to become multipliers and transform their leadership performance and results. Um, Tracy, a very warm welcome to you today and thank you ever so much for joining us on the programme. Thank you very much for the invitation. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. It's fantastic having you with us, Tracy. And uh, just for those sort of listeners tuning in that might not be familiar with sort of yourself, your role and your organisation, could you just tell us just a little bit more about sort of yourself and your kind of sort of leadership and coaching style, if you will? Yes, absolutely. Let me start with um, my background, really. So um, my brother and I had our own business. Um, It was an events business, but specifically in in the energy industry. Um, We had this business for over 20 years. We worked all around the world. Um, Like any business, we had our ups, we had our downs. Um, We won two Queen's Awards for international trade. Um, In a period of five years, we boosted profits by over 450%. And then we sold the business uh, just a few years ago. And really on the side of that business, I started to get a real fascination with with leadership and with mindset and really to see how I could become a much more effective um, leader of myself and leader of the team that I was that I was that I was leading. Um, And I started to see that, you know, when a coach came into the business, I started to see that we'd been focusing so much on strategy, but that there was another element, a really powerful element around mindset and identity and and leadership that we weren't enhancing. And that led me on this most wonderful journey of of discovery into the world of coaching, where I now work, as as you very kindly mentioned, with founders literally from all around the world to help them unlock these vast reservoirs of potential that they have so that they can become multipliers and really take their business to the next level without having that struggle and frustration that as founders we can we can so easily have. So so Scott, as I said, a lot of my work really is, you know, to one on one side I look at strategy, but it's a heavy focus on the mindset, the motivation, the leadership and developing those high performance habits that are going to help you really get that edge. Yeah, and so you mentioned there about multiplier leadership. Um, can you just expand upon that just for those that might not be familiar with it and tell us more about sort of what that is and what it really means? Yes, absolutely. That's you know, really at the heart of what I do. And let me tell you, it started with a real curiosity that I have to understand what gets the best out of people. Because I think as business leaders, this is what we want. We want our employees to thrive, to be stretched, to be inspired. And we want our productivity to go up. We want our margins to improve and we want our profits to go up. And so this led me to the work of Liz Wiseman, um, who does a lot of work on, on, on multipliers. And what we really see is that to become a multiplier, it's about developing this unique uh, mindset and identity that then drives um, an empowering, intentional, and super impactful um, set of behaviors. 
And and what we what I've seen in my in my work and what Liz saw was that when you develop this mindset and and identity, what happens is you start to unlock more of your potential and that of the team. So, you know, in studies they've said that people have said, gosh, these leaders have got 120% out of me. Now, you know, Scott, you might think, well, how, how's that possible to get, yeah. you know, more than 100%? And really it comes down to the fact that we're never tapping into our full potential and that really the impact that a leader can have is absolutely transformational in terms of inspiring an employee's level of uh, of engagement, motivation, and also the level of innovation that they show up with and the level of ownership that they, they take to that they take to their work. So would you say then that multiplier leadership is essentially about potential and maximizing that potential rather than just leaving that unfulfilled, would you say? A hundred percent. It's about maximize I would say it's about unlocking mm. potential. Um, because I think, you know, what always fascinates me, Scott, about potential is that we don't know how big our potential is, you know, and, and I've read so many articles, and I'm sure you have as well, where, where you know, people, experts say that we typically use only 10% of our potential. Now, you know, for me, that just seems like such a waste. Now, I would imagine, Scott, the people listening to, the leaders listening to this great podcast, they're probably real high performers. So maybe they're working at, you know, three, four times that, 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 that 10%. So they're really exploring 30, 40% of their potential. So just think about the 60 or 70% they're leaving on the table. So my fascination is, well, how do we unlock that, that potential? From what I've started to see that a lot of it, it comes down to us and about leading ourselves impact, impactfully. It comes around developing our mindset and being really intentional about the impact that we have. Yeah, really interesting. So um, we talk, of course, about potential and unlocking that potential. And that's what sort of multiplier um, leadership is uh, fundamentally all about. So when you have people coming to you to sort of help solve um, problems and unlock potential, what are some of the common issues that sort of they present to you, um, as it were? What are the kind of things that you're finding yourself dealing with? Yeah, fantastic question. I mean, actually, a, a variety. So on the one hand, I see some founders and leaders who have a real cyclical nature to their business. So and what they're wanting is sustainable and higher levels of growth. Um, sometimes I really see that there are leaders and founders who are incredibly stressed and they seem to be carrying the weight of the business, that whole responsibility on their shoulders. And what they want to do when they work with me is to get out of the trenches. They want to develop this high-performance team so that the team can be behind them and help help them drive the business rather than them really being pulled, you know, them pulling their teams a lot um, along. Others come to me just saying, Tracy, we know that we're leaving potential on the table. We know we can achieve more, but we don't know quite what what's going on. Why aren't we reaching that 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 next level of of results that we see other people um, achieving? So those are sort of some of the areas. 
Yeah, that makes perfect sense uh, to me. And um, you've obviously talked about uh, that the work of Liz Wiseman, uh, the book Multipliers, of course, uh, touches a lot on uh, sort of multiplier leadership, as we've talked about, and I understand that that has sort of really informed your approach as a, uh, as a leadership coach. Um, but um, obviously you have quite uh, the, um, the broad background in sort of corporate and entrepreneurial leadership as well. Would you say that that experience also kind of feeds into sort of your kind of coaching style, if you will? Yeah, 100%, Scott. Um, You know, I think what I think my clients love is the fact that I've been in their shoes. Mm -hmm. I have understood their challenges, their successes. I've understood that, you know, that sometimes leading a team can be fantastic, but sometimes it can be really frustrating. Um, So having been in their shoes, that has, that really shapes my, my coaching. And the second thing I alluded to at the beginning was another thing is that I noticed when we were running our business, we were very much focused on strategy. And um, what I've come to see is that that's just one component of success. And that actually other really key components are our mindset um, and motivation. That's understanding our mindset, what's going on with us but also understanding the psychology of the team so that we can really get the best out of them and help them thrive. Um, And another thing, there are two more elements that I found um, really important that have shaped, you know, that that I maybe struggled with. I wish I'd known. If I'm honest, I wish I'd known this when I was the founder and, and, and business leader. And that was the power of identity and the power of really being intentional about how you're showing up. Um, and this is, I think, really, really, well, it's something that I find isn't talked about a lot. And this is something, Scott, that I've added to what Liz does. So Liz talks a lot around the mindset um, and then the behaviors. But for me, it's intentional. It, it's being intentional about how you're showing up. Because who you're being then it impacts your thinking, your feelings, your actions, and your interactions. And then, of course, your results. So it's really going to the source. Um, and then lastly, I think another, another element that, that I've seen is, is really the power of belief, um, believing in yourself as a leader, really getting your team to believe in, in themselves, and also having a real belief in the power of what you deliver, of the power of, let's say, the product or a service that you're that you're delivering, but I think that's something that I've come to see is absolutely transformational. Um, so this is what I do. I sort of fuse the commercial, the mindset, the leadership experience into into my coaching, and that's what clients like. They see that you know I've been through it, um, and they say that that's what that's what sets me apart. Yeah, it's important, isn't it, that um, that when we talk about sort of mindset changes, I mean, you have to understand sort of why it's important to instill that and how it's going to benefit you, the team, and ultimately the uh, the business as well. And 
it's not just a simple process sort of approaching um, a change in mindset, is it? Because especially for some sort of younger business leaders out there who might just be, you know, starting to take a step back and take on that more sort of strategic future oriented role. It can be very difficult sort of getting into the mindset of actually, you know, handing the day to day running of the business over to kind of move into that role because it's a change in mindset. It's a change in mentality. And those things can be sort of easier said than done, can't they? It can be quite hard. Yeah, a hundred absolutely a hundred percent. And I think what I see um with a lot of with a lot of uh, leaders is that they've been sort of experts in their field and, and, and they've excelled in that. And then as you say, taking that step back to enable others to get into the driving seat can be really, really challenging. Um and it takes them to really understand a few things it takes them to understand um, the importance of really setting a vision for where the company is going to really getting the team inspired and motivated behind this this um, this business that they're growing and the why behind behind the impact they're creating um, and I think it's also in coming back to the, the mindset shift it's getting them to realize that they have, as the leader and as the founder, they have all the answers. They, well, they have a lot of the answers. They know what needs to be done. But what they need to do is they need to bring out the best in, in their teams and inspire them. And what I find is that this can be a challenge, that they need to realize that it's not just about telling their team what to do. It's about trusting them. It's about getting them to feel that the founder believes in them and then asking them questions that will help them get the insights that are going to inspire them and then lead them to take a lot of ownership um, in delivering delivering the work that they're, that they're, that they're trying to achieve. I do think that's a very crucial aspect, actually, because... Um when we talk about leadership, I mean, it isn't necessarily the leader is over your shoulder telling you what to do and guiding you along the way. There does have to be, as you say, that element of trust there, that element of being able to, you know, leave you to your own devices, go and do things yourself, complete tasks of your own accord. And, you know, where there are those minor setbacks and you do require that little bit of guidance, that's when you can sort of look to the leadership to provide that, isn't it? Yes, 100%. And I think that, you know, it's also being very clear with with teams that some degree of mistakes are okay. I mean, clearly you don't want a, a mistake that's going to sink the, sink the ship. But, you know, people have to learn and they have to make mistakes in order to learn. So it's giving them clear tasks, asking them questions. They're going to challenge their thinking and inspire them. And then giving them space to really to really experiment um and i think that that is absolutely crucial and i think it's something that a lot of leaders can find really difficult in fact scott i often give them a just a just come into my mind it often gives it often one of the things i often do with with leaders is i say to them i know you want to step in i know you want to give the answers so i want you to a little bit play a game Pretend you're, you're, you're playing a game of poker and you've only got a certain amount of chips you can play. So in a meeting, 
you, I want you to go in knowing that you can only talk a certain amount of the time, amount of time. So for each tip that you use, you have to think about an amazing question that's going to get your team to think. And, and then you have to be silent. And you have to allow them to really explore. Um, and I love it when they do this because on the one hand, they've struggled, but on the other hand, they've really seen the power of two things, question, questioning, asking the right questions, and then just holding silence and really allowing people to, to explore and come up with their own ideas. And that's sort of picking and choosing your moments very, very carefully, isn't it? And giving people that free reign. I think you're absolutely right. I think that is incredibly important. And I suppose as well, in, it, in, the, in the interest of aiding the development of the team, I suppose part of developing and improving, sort of making your own mistakes and having the opportunity to learn from them, I guess that is part and parcel of being better isn't it because if we don't have experiences like that if we don't have learning curves then how can we sort of actually hope to improve and to better ourselves so rather than sort of looking at mistakes as um, sort of a terrible thing which I suppose sort of culturally certainly in the UK we can be tempted um, to do sometimes we've almost got to kind of almost embrace mistakes haven't we and just use them as opportunities to develop and to become better Yes, and I think it, it, there's a shift on the word mistakes, actually, isn't there? And thinking about them as a setback, um, a setback and then a, um, a learning opportunity because we can all learn. Um, you know, if you just take that, you know, very corny analogy of a, of, a, of a child, a toddler trying to walk, it's by falling over and stumbling that they get back up and they realize that they need to shift their balance. They need to do things differently. And I think, you know, I know from myself when I've made mistakes, it's by taking time to reflect and really think about what could I have done differently? That's when the greatest insights have come and actually the greatest breakthroughs. Um, and I think this is an important culture for, for leaders to instill in businesses is to say, you know, there is a lot of experimentation and innovation um, and allowing people to, to have a go. Um, because actually in a team that I'm working with at the moment, they've felt set that culture and that's what they're finding is leading to huge amounts of innovation. You know, breakthroughs in product, breakthroughs in different ways of doing things. And it all comes, Scott, through trial and error and falling flat and then getting back up. Exactly that. It's, um, it's a hugely important point. And um, I think something else that's uh, quite uh, crucial that we touch on as well is that uh, when we think about sort of leadership, I mean, one huge cliche that stands out to me is that leaders ought to sort of lead by example. And just thinking about something that we've become a lot more aware of over the uh, the last couple of years with the the, you know, the COVID pandemic, of course. And we're talking a lot more now, aren't we, about the importance of work-life balance and the importance of well-being. And I think as leaders, something um, that's come up on this show quite often over that period of time is the fact that we can be guilty of sort of taking the time to look out for the well-being of others and make sure that they are maximising sort of their potential and increasing their output, looking after their well-being. But 
as leaders at the top, we don't always take the time to step back and look after our own, do we? So in some ways, leadership of the self, particularly on the well-being side of things and knowing when we need to take that step back, that can also be important, not just for the productivity of yourself, but also the productivity of your wider team, can't it? 100% Scott and actually I I think leadership of self I mean I talk about leadership of self a lot because I think that's how you become the best leader Um, and if you look at the multiplier what can happen is you often have an unintended consequence and shut people down because you're unaware of how the impact you're having so I think leadership of self is is absolutely fundamental it's really increasing your self-awareness of the impact you're having on others. And then coming back to your point of the well-being, I think this is crucial because actually the more we look after ourselves, the, the more we can be in control of our thinking, the more we can master our mind, the, the calmer we can be, the less we're going to react and the more we're going to just respond bond in the moment in a very mindful um, and compassionate way. I think that is absolutely, absolutely crucial. Um, And so I do think that this is what a lot of leaders need to think about. They need to think about looking after themselves, slowing down and creating headspace where they can show up with the greatest amount of presence and compassion um, that's possible. And and actually, if I just pick up on another point, Scott, that you, you said there, mm. I think also it's about being incredibly present and realizing that what works for us might not work for everyone else. You know, I do a lot of work into psychology and motivation of teams and I see some leaders sort of thinking well this works for me so it's going to work for everyone but actually that's not right we're all beautifully and wonderfully unique and I think that this is part of leadership it's slowing down and understanding this wealth of um, types of people that you work with that bring all these incredible skills and talents to your organization. Um, and I think it's tuning into the fact that each one of them will need something different. And that's where the more present you are, the more the calmer you are, the more you're going to able you're going to be able to respond in a way that elicits the best in them and gets them to feel valued as well, Scott. I think that's a huge thing. You're absolutely right. I think um, it's important to recognise, isn't it, that one size doesn't fit all with leadership. And sometimes there's a, there's a difference between knowing when somebody needs that little bit of an arm around them, needs that little bit of guidance, and when someone is maybe sort of independent enough to, you know, sort of have that little bit more of a sort of sterner talking to in the face of a year setback, and they'll respond better to that. Um, so it's it's knowing your staff, isn't it? It's knowing the team that you've sort of put together, knowing how their personalities work, and understanding that you know going and addressing them all in one particular way you might not necessarily get the best results so 
like I say, as a leader, I suppose you've got to be adaptable as well. You've got to be sort of flexible. And I suppose what you've also got to do is also show sometimes that little bit of vulnerability of your own, sort of be authentic as a leader, because that certainly is something that resonates with certain people more than it does others as well. Definitely. There are quite a few points that you've said there that I think are just uh, fantastic. I think that, um, you know, the element of adaptability and flexibility and really understanding how different everyone is. You know, if we look at emotional intelligence, one part of it is understand self-awareness, but also awareness of others. Um, I'm currently working with this incredible tool. I don't know whether you know it, Scott, called the Enneagram, um, and it really looks at what motivates people, not, you know, what do people do, but it's very much why do people do what they do, and I've been using this with leaders and their teams, and it's absolutely incredible to see the learnings and insights that they get as people are really able to express why they do what they do and their motivation. And I see leaders getting these light bulb moments of, oh my goodness, that's why this isn't working or this is what I need to do differently. Um, so that can be a really, really powerful tool that I'm finding working. And then that leads into exactly your next point on authenticity and vulnerability. Mm. I think that, um, you know, in the past, leaders, you know, the traditional type of leadership is very much, let's be strong and bold and make sure that we're in control and, and we're showing strength. But actually, there's a strength in vulnerability. There's a strength and it really helps you to connect to your team and your team to realize that actually you're in this together. Mm. And sometimes you don't have all the answers. And that's okay. That's why you have the team there to very much leverage the the strengths and qualities and insights of everyone. Because one leader does not have all the solutions. That's why we have a team. That's exactly right. I mean, even when, you know, we're in that position where we're at the top of the tree and we're the one in the hot seat, we're guiding the business. It's important to always remember, isn't it, that we aren't infallible. And I think, again, I think the pandemic was a huge reminder of that. We we found ourselves in positions where, you know, there are probably quite a few anxious faces looking toward us for all of the answers. And simply because of the environment that we were in, we just didn't have them. It was you stick to your plans, you move forward, you innovate, you adapt as to what's, uh, what you're dealing with. And quite simply, just you're in a position where you're hoping for the best in a way, aren't you? And quite more often than not, those teams that have sort of really bought into that, those are the, uh, those are the businesses that have tended to do quite well and managed to successfully chart a course through uh, troubled times. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And actually, as you were talking, the word trust really came to me. Mm. And and I think that um, what we saw during the pandemic and we see now is that actually when you do have situations where you're out of your comfort zone and you share your vulnerabilities, you share, you start to get to know each other deeper, that really deepens levels of trust. and out of that level of trust, I think there are just so many amazing things that have happened. You, know, you get a lot more um, high-quality debate um, and also almost conflicting debate, you know, people with, with different views, but you're able to hold, the, hold the, the space so that people can have these different views. 
Um, and I think that this is fundamental. Um, so as I said, it starts with the leader being vulnerable. It starts with the leader saying, I don't have all the answers, but I'm looking to you. I want to understand you and I want you guys to be with me in this, in this journey through navigating these challenging times. Um, you know, and, and when you build trust, you get speed, you get, you know, lower costs, higher profits, you get higher levels of, of discussion and, and innovation. Um, and actually more engaged teams as well. So out of these challenging times, I think the organizations that have slowed down and really got to know each other and built um, deep levels of trust, they're coming out a lot stronger. They are, aren't they? And I suppose um, a, a big example of uh, sort of the importance of trust is by sort of enabling working practices to change. I mean, we're seeing a lot of businesses at the moment that are moving towards sort of a hybrid working model and are finding that to be quite beneficial. I suppose they are examples of where, you know, that trust is very much sort of there because, you know, they can be trusted to sort of go and work away from an office environment where the leadership is immediately accessible and yet they're still be able to sort of maintain their own productivity, for example example yes absolutely absolutely and i think you know working from home is 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 the way things are going to go and it's it's you know clearly for different businesses there are different proportions of how much they're in the office and how much they're 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 at home but i think it's you know this is where leadership becomes even more important you know i think for the leader it's around really inspiring and setting that vision and of 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 where you're going. So people feel that engagement and that desire to work towards this, 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 yes, this vision that you've got. So I think on the one hand, you know, for leaders, you really need to check in. Am I, am I inspiring? Am I setting clear goals of what we're doing? Am I being clear about the impact that they can have? Um, and then, you know, giving them that context. And then talking to them and really explaining some of the challenges that can be from working from home, that sometimes people can be isolated, but that they that they should feel that they can ask questions and 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 that they have that that um, support system and that that network there. So so I think you know it does. Addressing this work-life balance comes down to leadership, to inspiration, to having clear trust, clear values, and clear communication, I think, is, is fundamental. I mean, the amount of um, times you see problems or underperformance, and it comes down to lack of communication. You know, either not enough or not enough clarity, and that's something that I work with leaders on a lot, is how do I become an effective communicator so that I build trust, so that people, they can, we can have this hybrid model of working. It comes down to the leader. They need to take ownership for the impact they're having. Exactly the right, and uh, it's food for thought, isn't it, for any leader that's tuning into this um, at this point in time. You need to think about sort of how you bring your team with you, get them to buy into that vision. It's incredibly important that you do take the uh, the right approach on that. And uh, like I say, if you have sort of been listening into this particular podcast and resonate uh, with some of the topics that we have discussed today and you do want to find out a little bit more about uh, Tracy's work and how that might sort of help you is uh, tracyclark.london uh, the uh, the best port of call uh, to go and just have a look um, at a little bit more there 
Yes, my, I'm just actually redoing my website as we're mm. as we're speaking. So in a couple of weeks, that will be up. Actually, LinkedIn is the best. Um, LinkedIn is the best place, and I post a lot on LinkedIn. Um, I'm very active um, there with a the name of really always adding value um, and inspiring others. I think it's the most phenomenal community. It is. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, I'm very familiar with uh, LinkedIn myself. Very active on there, so certainly do uh, to do buy into that and. Uh, just while we were talking about kind of uh, setting vision and uh, that sort of thing, Tracy, I think that would be actually be a really, really good thing to uh, to finish on today and uh, just talk a little bit about sort of where your work as an executive coach you feel is going to take you over the next 12 months and sort of what plans and goals you have uh, for this uh, next year, 2023, that we'll be edging into very soon. Amazing. Thank you. Well, you know, this has been a journey for me and I'm absolutely loving my focus on on multiplier with a real with that really being underpinned by mindset and motivation, the different styles of leadership, the self-awareness, and then high performance habits. So I'm going to continue my work with founders and also increasingly with them and their senior leadership teams so that they become really high high performing. Um, so that's one area I'm going to dig further into. The other thing I'm, I'm launching is a group program, which is very much around leadership, multiplier leadership for leaders who can come in to, to learn, to get best practices and to be coached there on the spot um, to help them really achieve those, those explosive and sustainable results that they want and so that they can become far more impactful as leaders. Um, so that's one element. Um, and the other, the other thing that I'm doing a lot of now is, so I'm really excited about, is I'm, I'm exploring um, partnerships and collaboration. So I'm doing that with some clients as well, where I'm working with their, with their network of clients to, to really help them um, add value add value. And then I'm also working with an, an investor at the moment who, who invests in, in, um, in, in startups and, and scale-ups and really helping them to develop a pool of really fantastic inspirational founders who are going to drive exponential growth in their, in their businesses. So for me, it's a real, you know, my my when I look at the future, it's about win-win. It's about collaboration. I'm really ensuring that I'm adding as much value as I can to leaders and to helping them gain the insights that they're going to transform their business, their businesses. Sounds like plenty that you're going to be getting your teeth stuck into over the uh, the next twelve months and beyond, Tracy. And I'll certainly be uh, be looking forward to seeing how that all pans out, not just for yourself, of course, but also those businesses that you're working with. And I think it might even be a really productive thing to do to perhaps catch up and have you back on the show over the next few months, just to see how all of that is sort of coming together, especially with the new website launch as well. That's hopefully going to take everything uh, to that little bit of a next level as well. Amazing! Thank you so much, Scott. It would be an absolute pleasure and. It's been a pleasure being here and spending time with you and and talking to you about leadership. Always a great topic. 
it's a fantastic topic and something that we're very passionate about um, as well, inspiring that next generation of leaders and talking all about leadership and the different approaches to it that there is. And uh, um, as I say, to anybody that um, has been tuning into this podcast today, you might have something to say about uh, what we've been uh, talking about today. Um, you can submit a comment at uh, leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash contact hyphen us. Or if you are the head of an organisation yourself or run your own business and you have your own story to come and share with us, then you too can apply to be on our programme and share that story via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply. Um, for today, you've been tuning into the Leaders Council podcast and I've been your host, Scott Chaloner, and it's been a pleasure welcoming our guest, Tracy Clark, on to the show today. Um, Tracy, thank you again for joining us and uh, do take care and stay safe with all still going on. Thank you very much indeed to you. And to all of our listeners tuning in today, please do take care of yourselves and goodbye until next time. Goodbye.